Hey guys, welcome to Bang Broadcast, episode number 362. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is The List, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out January 31st, 2018. We follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic. And last week, we took a look back at the year of 2017, so it's only fitting that this time we look forward to 2018. And I'm sorry I didn't say 2017 right. I forgot. Well, we're now in 2018. So, uh, you know, it's past. It's past. We only. I was just so focused on making sure I got everything right. From now on, we only look to the future. Mm -hmm. And this year. Except for. I was going to go into the news, except for this week. When we look back at what happened this week, but go ahead. Well, we always look back at what happens in the week of news, but uh, maybe we should have uh, thought about cellaring this beer that we're drinking right now. And John, what is it? This we're, is, we're all drinking it. We're we're all drinking it. We all we are all drinking this. This is uh, uh, a present that Chris got me while we were visiting him down in Florida. This is from Cigar City Brewing, out of Tampa. Uh, this is Augumentum Ad. Populum. This is a stout with marin berries, black raspberries, aged in apple brandy barrels. Yes. And you got, I like this. I, I think it's perfect the way it is. No, I like it a lot. Um, I don't want you to think what I was saying beforehand was coming off uh, negative because it, this, is a, this is a big beer. It's dense. I understand what Paul's saying. Maybe we should let this one sour so it kind of like levels out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You definitely get that apple brandy on the back end there. Like it's yeah, it hangs, it lingers back there, and it's like it's a dense beer too. This is this is thick. I actually got a glass of water because I feel like I need to constantly like rinse my palate after I have it. Thir- like a sip of it. Thirteen point seven percent. Yeah, I believe it. I'm glad. I'm glad we're only drinking this one. <laughs> uh, we'll see. There's a futon right here. <laughs> <laughs> The name of it uh, is Latin for argument to the people. Oh, really? Argument to the people. Yes, because uh, I, I looked it up to see what it actually means, argumentum ad populum. It's a argumentation theory. Uh, it's a fallacious argument that concludes that a proposition must be true because many people or most people believe it, often concisely encapsulated as if uh, many believe so, it is so. Well, many people are saying that it's true. So, yeah, I don't know how that factors into the beer like what their point is i probably should have read the bottle of this maybe it's just you know it's one that uh, he hears a lot they hear a lot of people talking about it so okay so they say we present this apple brandy barrel aged stout brewed with myriad berries and black raspberries as a liquid monument to the dangers of both fallacious arguments both online and off so maybe they people are saying you can't do this so they decided to do it i don't know i don't know who would have been telling them you can't brew a beer like this but it's good i like it a lot i think it's great the only the second time i've seen something aged in apple brandy barrels uh well it was from it was from that from series brewery. from voodoo brewery it was their big black voodoo daddy they did that and they also did their grand met yes the apple and they all, i think they did in the black magic in apple brandy too hmm. uh the grand met the uh the yeah. belgian style beer we didn't like aged in the apple brandy except for that bottle that was left in the barrel for three years hmm. And it was just tasted like apple brandy. But this is yeah, this, this is really good. I I really enjoy the big stouts aged in apple brandy. Yeah, uh, what's nice about this? It doesn't give the one thing that I didn't like about some of the things we had from Fruit Dude that was aged in apple brandy barrels is that it became a mealy apple flavor. 
Like it just lost that kind of tartness that I really want from an apple. This still has a little bit of the tartness that plays well with that those darker fruits. Um, but still, it's just I wish I was getting more of those fruit flavors. But I'm just getting so much alcohol on this that um, I think that might just be you, Paul, because. I get a little bit of alcohol on it, but I mostly get that apple brandy on the back end. Uh, it's the dark fruit berries up front. They get that kind of stout wave in the middle. But if you take mm-hmm. your sip, John, and if you inhale a little bit as you swallow, you get that like boozy kind of alcohol burn. It's not intense. It's not like full-on dragon breath, but it is there. I'm getting if I, somebody if I took a blind sip of this and somebody asked me what the ABV was, I would guess above ten percent. Oh, I would def- I would agree. Okay, you take a sip of this. Yeah, as soon as I saw as soon as I saw it was brewed with or aged in the the apple randy barrels, I was like, yeah, this is this is gonna be a big boy. I never even thought to look at and see, but you said it was thirteen. Thirteen point seven. Thirteen point seven. Ooh, yeah, that's a big one. Uh, you can definitely tell by the taste, the flavor, by the mm-hmm. thickness of this beer, that yes, it is a big beer. But I don't get... When I take these sips, it's big, it's rich, but mm-hmm. it's not like dragon breath. It's not burning. There's no heat. Yeah. I just feel s- sitting on it, though, that's what's lingering. Like, Oh, it's coated my mouth. Mm-hmm. My palate is like... Yeah. Well, that that's why, I, that's why I had to get a glass of water. And fire and alive? I, I, it's just got all the flavor like i feel like i have to rinse my palate every time i take a sip like just because it's i'm not not mealy mouth really but like it it hangs it's got like viscosity Mm -hmm. uh but before we get into the news because i don't think we have like too much stuff to talk about today i do just want to say like we got this when we went to cigar city uh brewing in tampa uh when you guys were down here last week we recorded that episode we didn't really talk about the beers that we were getting that day we talked about the stuff that we had the day before um but Cigar City had a lot of awesome stuff there. Mm. Uh, I got another bottle. It's a mango uh, sour that's sitting on my countertop. So I was going to drink that one tonight if we do crack open other ones. Chris, you don't like the mango flavor. You like mango flavoring. I like mango flavoring. I don't like the mango fruit itself. So Mango. Yeah, it's weird. It's gross. Because of the texture. That's mealy. Uh, but also, there, I think my favorite beer that I had like that entire weekend was their pop. Uh, pineapple upside down cake. I was going to say the exact same thing. That was the best beer mm-hmm. of our trip. And it was a blonde ale. No, uh, that one was the golden ale, I think. And you got gold, golden, golden ale. Because Paul, like the, when he saw it there, he's like, I don't like golden ales. I'm, I'm not getting that one. And it was like, usually I'm the same way, but yeah. It was good, but I can't, like, I couldn't finish a whole beer. Like, there's something about those uh, blonde ales and also wheat ales. Like, wheat ales, I can finish one. If I try to get a second wheat ale in, it messes with my stomach. Golden ales. Yeah. Ever since that golden monkey or the golden monkey ale from it's a Victory. Belgian triple. Yeah. From, uh, not Victory. From Victory. It was Golden is monkey it, is, is from is Victory. Victory. Yeah. It's a Belgian like, triple. Well, anyways, it messes with me. It just, and golden ales. Also, the, uh, what's, what Ballast Point makes a golden ale that I don't like either. Uh, the, 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 bomb, the Bombay. The 13%. Yeah. Beer? Yeah, I have one of those aging in the cellar for us to drink. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If I had to drink that pineapple upside down cake like in a hurry, I don't think I could do it. I probably would have just been like, oh, okay, like I drank what I could, I'm done. But we were sitting there in the brewery, we were playing games, um, we got food. We were playing so Yeah, we were playing no thanks. So I 
I, I think that was the perfect the perfect way to have that beer because we had already been to Brew Hub in Lakeland, Florida on the way to Cigar City. So we had had a couple beers there. We did a, a flight, and then like I think we each got a, a beer after the flight. So I, I didn't feel the need to like keep keep drinking. I didn't need to go too heavy. So yeah, having like that deliciousness, I was I was okay with saving it. I rented the car. And I rented was, the car, so I was driving. So I was pretty pretty much slow and easy the whole day too. But that pineapple upside down cake was the perfect amount of pineapple to cinnamony. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it had like that little bit of vanilla too. Like it was almost like an angel cake. If oh, if I could have brought cakes. Crowlers home, I probably would have brought like five to ten of them home because I thought that beer wow. was excellent. I mean, I it's not a beer I'm gonna pound like any beers. Mm-hmm. I like to sit and drink and enjoy, but <laughs> my wife my wife loved it. As soon as I came back with my flight, she had already taken a sip of Chris's beer, who Chris got the pineapple, mm-hmm. and she goes, I'm going to want one of those. <laughs> and I was like, well, do you want me to go get it now? She's like, no, we can wait. But yeah, she loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, thought it I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. And the only reason when I went up there I didn't get a pint for myself was I was like, well, I don't want to order two of them. I'll get something else that... I can't really get anywhere else, and I got the the white oak. The uh, white oak jailai was pretty good. Yeah, not not bad, but I, I still prefer the pineapple upside down cake. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And then we we did go to uh, Angry Chair again too. Um, I like the the hazelnut coffee porter. I can't remember what it was called now. I, I didn't prepare, but uh, from um, Angry Chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I liked Angry Chair the last time we were there a little bit more. They had, I mean, they definitely have different things on tap. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just when you go there, what's gonna? It's a small brewery. Yeah. They're they're basically just brewing for the brew pub and then doing small specialty beer mm-hmm. releases. So, yeah, it's not going to be the same thing from the stuff that a they were getting ago. ready to tap tomorrow, <laughs> which was two weeks ago. Yesterday, <laughs> yeah, know, I watched like, I watched that bottle release, and yeah. like in an hour and a half, they had sold out of uh, like seventy two bottles or something. Yeah, we had a little taste of it, and that was delicious. Uh, that was one of those things where yeah, just one of those things where the bartender went in and, and and pulled it out of the the tank, the brightening uh-huh. tank, and when it came back in, I was like, oh, what are you trying? And he's yeah. like, oh, here, and just gave me his his small cup of it. And, uh, and then I pass it around to everyone else. But. And he asked us what we thought. And I'm like, eh, you know, you could up the cinnamon. He's like, that's what the owner said, too. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, but at, at Angry Chair, the, the hazelnut uh, coffee porter was two pump chump, which I like. But I rated the, the milk stout woke higher up than that because that was really good. Uh, I think everything from that brewery... Is good. I don't think it's I had decent. I had anything that I thought was subpar. Mm-hmm. There's definitely things that are better than others, like like any brewery. Um, but for being such a small brewery that's oh, yeah. not trying to expand, they're not trying to do anything more than what they're doing. I think they're doing a great job. No, I, I would say it, uh, I don't know if we can dub this a beercation, but I would consider this one a success. I enjoyed a lot of the stuff that I had from Brew Hub. Uh, their milk stout was really good. The uh, red ale, I can't remember what it was called, like Diver Down was good. Um, I mean, Cigar City always delivers. They have so much different stuff there on tap. 
Plus, they have different stuff in bottles there that you can't get untapped. Like they had, I think, like three coolers full of stuff that's bottled and canned. But some of the stuff is really like the regular things, like the Jilai and their, their standards. Yeah, that's like their their go to beers where you can get like the six pack for like eight bucks. But then they also had stuff that was bottled that they had aged, and they were selling for like seventy bucks a bottle. Yeah, there was like one for like a hundred bucks. Like it was ridiculous. And the the bottle that Chris mm-hmm. bought me, I mean, it was thirty five dollars. Wow. You know, it's expensive bottle. Just, but it's it's a it's a bigger bottle though. Like it's it's bigger than like your typical bomber. Oh yeah, it's your seven fifty. What I'm really liking right now, and maybe it's this is another just Paul thing. Uh, the light shining through it is casting a shadow of a red like Sauron's eye <laughs> <laughs> on the table. Like if you have a, like a white piece of paper, Chris, just put it underneath your glass. We gotta have and just like make sure you have a light shining directly on it. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I only have like a, d- a desk lamp on in here. Well, Paul, take a picture and post it on the Facebook page. Yeah, there you go. But I, I think I think we have a good thing going. Like swing through brew, uh, brew hub. Stop at Cigar City, Angry Chair, and then, you know, maybe next time push forward and then finally get to Florida Beer Club. Yeah. The other thing, so with my job, I, I um, every every Monday I have to have a, a beer meeting with all the Syracuse, Rochester, and Buffalo beer sellers for the company I work for. And um, when I was talking to my bosses, I shared pictures from the weekend pulling a lot of stuff off of everybody's Facebook pages and stuff. And um, the the one thing I mentioned, and I called it Beercation, was like best beer I had was the Pineapple Upside Down Cake. The best moment I had was meeting uh, Chewbacca, where I almost cried. <laughs> oh, I've told everyone that story about uh, how you like welled up in tears after meeting Chewbacca. And then you're like, I didn't expect that to happen. I like I walk in, I know it's a dude, just a guy in a thing, but for some reason it just hit me and I just, it just, I just was like a little kid and I was like, oh my God, I'm meeting Chewbacca. But Cigar City is going to be coming to Buffalo. We're going to be distributing them up in Buffalo. So my boss was like, I'm actually having a meeting in the next week or two with Cigar City. And I was like, you better tell them to bring you some pineapple upside down cake because they can do that. They can ship it up there and give it to you because it's the best thing they've ever done. I might be misspelling Sauron in my post. S-A-U-R-O-N, Sauron. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nope. I spelled it correctly. Geek card approved. Even their uh, the Imperial oatmeal raisin cookie that we had last year. That was really good, too. Yeah, oatmeal cookie and the, the pancake. Wasn't it a pancake? Chocolate chip pancake? Yeah, chocolate chip pancake was really good. Yep. No, Cigar City. It's great. I wish it wasn't so far away. <laughs> That's a lot of beer talk. It's time for some nerd talk. Yeah, let's get into the news for uh, for this episode. Paul, what'd you have? Oh, guys, you might have been, you're online since you're listening to us, and you've somehow found us. Thank you for doing that, by the way. Uh, like us over on Facebook and uh, also on give us a iTunes review because you're on the internet. And when you're on the internet, you might have come across a couple uh, like ads for a new Dundee movie starring Danny McBride as the son of Dundee. The legend comes home and his faith, his uh, guy that's going to pick him up, which is being played by Chris Helmsworth. And, and the, the villain is Russell Crowe. <laughs> oh, he's just throwing phones at people. 
And Hugh Jackman is also in these ads. Wow, I didn't see Hugh Jack the one with Hugh Jackman. And Margot Robbie. Wow. All Australian actors that are famous. Wow. Uh, Two American viewers. And the thing is, it's not an actual movie. Uh, this Sunday, when you're watching the Super Bowl, you'll see what's happening. It is a Super Bowl ad for, for Australian tourism. They bought, I don't know how many millions of dollars worth of an ad space. I'm hoping it's a pretty long ad to uh, explain this. Yeah. Because the other thing, too, is I guess um, the I guess uh, in the last couple of years, Australia is not a tourist destination anymore. Well, yeah, because everything wants to kill me. <laughs> well, I guess even like the Great Barrier Reef's eroding. Like uh-huh. you can't even go see that right now. Like there's tons yeah, you of... can't do it. I'm sorry. I I still want to go to New Zealand before I go to Australia. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, that's where the Hobbit was filmed. Yeah, <laughs> and they actually kept up the Shire this time because they knew. They knew. And <laughs> like they last time, idiots. But yeah, it was something that we saw. We we refused to talk about last week because we were like, "Ugh, I don't want Who, Danny McBride as the as the son of." It's uh, like Crocodile having Dundee. it's like having mutt all over again from Indiana Jones. Ah, oh. did oh did he hear Steven Spielberg is planning on number filming five number five this year? Yeah, and for release next year. Also in the news. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, he wants to do Bless Indiana you. Jones 5, and he's doing a, a, another kind of, like, smaller movie oh, as well. Uh, yeah, it's, um, oh, I forget what it is. It's like yeah. an art house movie. It's a smaller art house, art house movie. Much like this year with The Post and also Ready Player One, both coming out this year. Ready Player One's an art house movie? Is that what you're saying? No, no, The Post is the art house movie. Ready Player One is the okay. big blockbuster movie. Gotcha. I flip-flopped it, okay. Yep, you flip-flopped. Actually, oh, you... West Side Story. Oh, he's, he's oh, doing yeah, West Side Story. That's not an indie. I couldn't remember. No, he's doing another movie as well. No, it, uh, next year it's oh, Indiana really? Jones and it's West, House, uh, West Side Story. Set in present day New York, which just seems awkward for everybody involved. He needs to stop making movies and just int- do a new introduction video for the E.T. ride at Universal Studios. Guys, I'm Steven Spielberg. And let me cut to the chase. <laughs> E.T. needs your help, guys. Wait, wait, wait. You skipped over the part where you refused to help him, Steven. Steven. There's a whole section yeah. there where you said no. Yeah, E.T. shows up behind him and he's like, hey, hit the bricks. Hit the bricks. Hit the bricks, scrotum face. I see I see the cutting to the chase. It's the cutting out part where you're cutting out the part where you seem like an asshole, Steven. I know your game. What's the other news? <laughs> I'm, I'm rambling. The only thing that I actually had brought to the table was we got a trailer for Marvel's Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I didn't realize was coming out this year. I know they've been talking about it, but it really kind of fell under the radar with uh, Black Panther coming out in like two weeks. And then Infinity War just commanding all Marvel nerd attention. Uh, so when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, holy crap, this is coming out in 2018. That's awesome. That's three movies. Yeah, which, I mean, they've been doing three movies, but... Have they? Infinity, they have. Okay, can we go through? What, what, I'm I'm sorry, I'm just... Okay, well, last year we had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay, you count... Thor Ragnarok. You're counting Spider-Man Homecoming well, as one of the... Yeah. It is. Sony, uh, Sony produced, okay, and Marvel, Marvel produced, Sony released. It's a Marvel movie. I'm surprised because I knew they were doing two per year, and now we're now we're ramped up. We're fully ramped up for three per year. 
I think even the last year they did three. Civil War, Ant-Man. Gosh, I'm going to have to... Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange? Yeah. All in the same year? or I so. Wow. I am behind the times. It's okay. I'm sorry. I'm just surprised. Like, I didn't realize it was three per year. I, I figured it was two per year, one early summer, one late summer. You know, that first weekend of May. You can go to the theaters, watch your new Marvel movie, and then maybe August, September, sometimes even now in November, you go and see your new uh, Marvel movie then. Yeah, but this is like February. This is February now. February, May, May June, July. July. It's, wow. it's 4th of July, like, that weekend. Yeah, because um, technically Ant-Man came out in 2015, but it was after Age of Ultron. But then right after that was Civil War and then Doctor Strange, and then this year, or last year. Okay, so, so last year was the first one with three. We had Guardians Spider-Man. Every other year before that, it was two. Every other one had two. Okay. So uh, it isn't that a big of a deal that I'm actually surprised. This is... Still pretty new that they're doing. Ant-Man and the Wasp, let's get back to the trailer. They're, they're going more... I think they're even going more zany. Like the whole... If you haven't watched the trailer, spoilers. I I don't I don't think they're going more zany, though. I feel like it's the same amount of zaniness. It just has an, another character. The, sh- <laughs> the shrinking of the building and then the rollaway cart feature? <laughs> where, were the, where were the giant wheels in the basement? And not even in the basement... They would have to be as part of the foundation before the basement for him to actually be able to roll. It's just too heavy. It's too heavy as a giant building to roll it on the wheels. It's and then uh, and then throwing the giant pez. Yeah. Well, and then the van, the van blowing up the other van. It looks fun. I think it looks really good. They're just pim particling everywhere. I mean, the trailer could use more Paul Rudd, and I mean that's just how life is, you know. Say, say that to yourself day-to-day, people. Just when you go to get lunch somewhere, be like, man, it would have been so much better if Paul Rudd had brought me my food. Yeah. Uh, it, it looks... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Parks and Rec. The only thing that could make it better was more Paul Rudd. <laughs> and honestly, like that episode when you find out that he's Bobby Newport Jr., uh, that's that's a great episode. Bobby Newport. Uh, I, I think it looks fun. I'm definitely amped up to see this one now. Uh, will it make one of my top three... Movies I'm looking forward to. I don't know. It depends on what everybody else picks because I have a list of like 12 movies in front of me that I have to see this goddamn year. Batman and Robin would have been better with Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. Alicia Silverstone's in it. She's from the movie Clueless. Paul Rudd's from the movie Clueless. <laughs> you, just, you just have him as, uh, as her stepbrother in this movie, too. Yeah, that works. Checks out. Yeah. It yeah. just would, it would be make a better movie. It would make that. That already great movie, <laughs> even better. It's not great, Paul. I keep so telling fun. you that. I can't. We'll we'll talk about that one in due time. Two things that I have on uh, DC film news. Um, we have uh, Zachary Levi. I don't think we talked about Zachary Levi cast as Shazam. No, he, I, I like to refer to him as the poor man's Paul Rudd. But continue. Uh, the guy from Chuck. Yeah, is Shazam. Flynn Rider. Flynn Rider. Yes. It's Shazam. That's it's pretty Shazam. cool. Uh, it just started shooting. He was cast, and it started shooting like lickety split. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rock, not on the list to play Black Adam for this, because I think he's having his own film as the Black Adam. They they would have to like bring him in, so it might just be like a one day shoot kind of kind of thing. But he would have to be in it. Look at the money that Jumanji's doing. 
and if DC Entertainment, you just like screw it. We're saying this is a rock movie, and then just be like, oh yeah, he's just a villain. Like I would just like make every trailer just the rock, the rock, the rock, the rock, the rock. Oh, yeah, you got to have the rock. And then Tom, uh, not Tom Strong. What's his name? Uh, Mark Strong, who was Sinestro. Sinestro is uh, Doctor Thaddeus Silva. Oh, um, the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it. I, I think I think this might be a good. See, I like. I think if they can make it fun, I think I think he could. Th- that's the thing. They have to. They have to bring an element of fun into it that I don't think DC's ready to do in their movies yet because they want everything to be like so serious. But you you have to do this as like a kids action adventure movie. Like this has to be something straight out of the eighties. Like and they put put Steven Spielberg on it. Yeah. Well, well the, our favorite Captain Marvel stuff was you know, actual Captain Marvel was the Captain Marvel like the Power Shazam once that was done by the guy that Mar- Mike. Yeah, it was all Jeff. Uh, Jeff Smith from Bone. Jeff Smith. Yeah, that stuff. The the Monster Squad or whatever it was called, like the Monster oh, the Society. Seven, seven Sins. Yeah, it was a uh, Shazam and the Monster Monster Society. Monster Squad. Seven. The Seven Sins thing. That was the JSA. That was the yeah, JSA. Right. I could see them going that route with the movie though. Like, have that be like the like big bad for it. Uh, with Sinestro, or not Sinestro, uh, Black Adam. Sorry, after he said Mark Strong's in it, I was like, Sinestro? Um, with with uh, Black Adam kind of lingering in the background. Like, you'll have the rock in the beginning of it, almost like a Scorpion King kind of, like, he's there. Death Adam, the original. Yeah, he, he he's there, like, ancient history, and then, like, he'll get reawoken at the end. And then the other, like, I, I, love, I don't remember if we talked about this, but the shake-up news is... All the people who were in charge of DC films, oh yeah, have been let go. Let go, and then oh, I didn't, I didn't hear about this. Jeff Johns is no longer part of it. Yeah, uh, Kathleen, Kathleen. Yeah, I don't remember who, what her name was, um, but they've been, they've been let go. And then the guy who was in charge of bringing it and um, Insidious, not the Insidious, the, uh, oh, the Conjuring, the Conjuring movies. The guy that's produced those for Warner Brothers and was in charge of bringing those to light has been given the reins of DC. And I think that might be a good thing. That guy, he understands... Cult like, fandom? Cult fandom, but also, like, this movie is supposed to be X. We're giving them X, Y, and Z. This movie is supposed to be this. We'll give them more than what they expect. John ran out of alphabets, uh, letters at the end because he spent them all on that first movie. This movie is supposed to be X, so we're not only going to give them X, guys. We're going to give them X, Y, and what? Z. Z. And I mean, like those, they knew what those movies were supposed to be, and and they they delivered that Mm -hmm. plus more. Mm -hmm. Like he put the right people, the right people in charge, the right actors and actresses, like. They, he knew what he was doing with that. So hopefully, like, with with this, I think this is going to be the first mm-hmm. movie coming from him? him. I think we have, some like, someone who knows what he's doing. Really knows what he's doing. 
and they're going to give him a little more free reign because when they, when Warner Brothers had too much say in what everything was going on, I, I'm just, I want, we got chaos. We got, I want to jump on quick. Um, just too many cooks in the kitchen. Because I'm just like, a Variety article does mention Jeff Johns. It says he will continue serving as DC Entertainment's chief creative officer. But it literally just says, like, he works for DC, but then works with Warner Brothers on this kind of stuff. So, yeah, he's a consultant now, not, you know, not the, the man with the plan. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like that's good news. Um, I feel like this is what they need because I, I still haven't even seen Justice League. And if you told me 10 years ago, hey, they're making a Justice League movie, I, I would have been all over that. But here I am now. Like four months after it came out, being like, yeah, you know, I'll see it eventually. I still haven't seen Suicide Squad. I only saw Wonder Woman because I heard it was surprisingly good. Yeah. Uh, ten years ago, if we told you you were gonna, wa- uh, there's a Justice League movie coming out, you had been like, oh, that's so cool because Iron Man. That movie was great. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't imagine what they're going to do with the Justice League because Iron Man's like over ten years old now. It is. We talked about that in a previous episode. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting old, guys. We've been doing this podcast forever. We've we've been old, Paul. Yeah. We've been doing this podcast for almost 10 years. Yeah. Still have not monetized it, though. No. Don't know how. No. Do it for the love of the game. Yep. But yeah, do we have any other news? or? Well, talking about uh, movie shakeups, Fox, with their X-Men franchise, Gore Bersinski. Yeah, go. Robinski. Robinski. You're right the first time. Gore Robinski hired as the director of the Gambit. Oh, wait, never mind. He's yeah, left the Gambit left movie. Gambit movie. Starring uh, Chatham. Chan- Chatham Tatum. Who I think is Chatham just... Chatham? Channing Tatum. That's Channing Tatum? Channing Tatum? I'm tired. I'm pretty sure he's stayed on because he's like, eh, they're never going to make this movie. I still get paid <laughs> by not leaving. Even if they make a movie like 20 years from now, I'll just get a royalty check from that contract that I yeah. never broke. And then New Mutants, which was supposed to come out this year, mm-hmm. been postponed to next year. That trailer came out in front of Last Jedi. I remember seeing that trailer in front of Last Jedi, and my dad's like, what is that? And I'm like... And then you're like, it's a New Mutants. Uh, it's, it's from the X-Men series. And they're like, oh, it looks like a horror movie. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but it got pushed back because they're going to be doing some reshoots for that because it was deemed not scary enough. Yeah, but the thing is, they shot this movie apparently over like a year ago, like even before the first Stranger Things came out. I didn't see that. I thought it might have been after the Stranger Things. It might have been right like during the same filming time or something like that. Like I heard that this movie was shot and in the can and they didn't know what to do with it. And now they're bringing it out. I don't need New Mutants to be scary. I just need it to be good. Yeah. Well, superhero movies can't just be superhero movies anymore. They have to be superhero something. They have to be genre movies. But even genre movie, uh, New Mutants horror movie, does not make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's not peanut butter and chocolate. That's peanut butter and sardines. Yes. Just saying. It's not two flavors that go together. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways. If we don't have any other news, we can get over to the list. Uh, this is the books that are coming out January 31st, 2018. So, guys, uh, Chris, what are you looking forward to coming out uh, yesterday, today? <laughs> this week. Two days ago, whenever 
this episode's post. Paul, if there's one thing I love about the Star Wars universe. Yeah? What's that? Is it's way to take just big characters and make you want to know more about them. Yeah. So, yeah, like. Oh, so like when an action figure gets released and you're like, oh, man. I really like playing with this action figure. I wish I knew more about this cool assassin droid. Yes, in in the words of Greece, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. Did you get very far? For for me, one of those characters coming out of Star Wars: The Last Jedi was the Benicio del Toro played DJ. Really? The yes, the seemingly drug addicted slicer, aka hacker. That helps weird stutterer. That helps Finn and Rose escape from the casino planet or casino pleasure planet of Cantobite. I don't know. Every planet in Star Wars has to be just one thing, so I just imagine all of Cantobite is like casino and like weird rabbit horse racing. Uh, but no, we're we're gonna be getting a little bit more about DJ in a five issue miniseries. Uh, this is uh oh, DJ Most Wanted. Uh, from Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, the two writers who did the... Those are their names, Paul. Don't laugh. <laughs> I know. I will laugh every time we talk about Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. I believe John laughed last time. <laughs> I will laugh this time. Somebody else will pick one of their books, and you will laugh next time. It's going to be the long-running laughing gag. But this, Well, no, because I'm going to be the one picking the book. So. But they're the ones that did the Star Wars Last Jedi, the Storms of Crate. Uh, that came out as kind of like the precursor to The Last Jedi, uh, with art by Kev Walker. I don't know. I, I I do enjoy the Star Wars books. They've had some missteps. There's been some stuff that hasn't absolutely wowed me, but there's been some like really solid storytelling in some of them. Um, and you know what? Mm-hmm. Remember they sold you that they sold you that book that was just backup stories that you already had. I'm I'm, ca- I'm counting that in the missteps, John. That's that's one of the ones I'm not proud about. The droids. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> but the backup stories were great. I know. I'm I'm going into the Star Wars comic book universe the same way that I was in the Star Wars expanded universe. You know, in junior high and high school. Like at that time, they were coming out with the novels that were like Tales from the Cantina, which was all about like those weird aliens that you saw in the cantina for literally like two seconds. Who are they? What were they doing there? Uh, They had the Tales from Jabba's Palace. They had Tales of the Bounty Hunters. Anything to give you more information on these characters, I appreciate that. I like that. I like filling in those gaps that you don't have the time to do in, you know, a two-hour movie or two and a half hours or two hours and 45 minutes, whatever last night I was. I love the Star Wars universe. I have always loved it. I believe I always will. And knowing more about it is always a good thing. Whether I like how this story's told or not, I'm looking at you, Mace Windu, Jedi of the Republic. Um, I'm glad that they are making the steps to kind of keep Star Wars relevant in comic books and bring something new to the table. Because really all they need to keep putting out monthly is just like the star Wars book, you know, that kind of bridges the gap from the original trilogy to whatever, but you know, they keep jump, like jumping off onto these side characters. That's cool. I've heard really great things about Dr. Afra. I'm looking forward to reading that the Darth Vader books. We've always enjoyed those, you know? So who knows this, this might be the next Darth Vader middle management or Darth Vader Jedi Hunter book. Uh, Chris, did you see the novelization of The Last Jedi will include the deleted scenes, that all the scenes that were cut? I have not seen that, but 
I don't know. I don't read word books, really. Oh, we got to do word books with friends, so you have to. I know. We, we At least, like, one episode a month, just, like, read a book. But I, I've, I've been trudging through the Silmarillion. I can't do it. I'm, like, halfway through oh. A Song of Ice and Fire. Like, I'm in uh, the first book, A Game of Thrones. Like, I haven't finished that yet. I just, I don't sit down and read now. Read I got, Ready Player One. I got halfway through um, Song of Fire and Ice, mm-hmm. and all I wanted to do was go back and rewatch the series. Oh, see, I started reading it before the series came out, and all I wanted to do was, like, not read that book, because I was like, no, I don't care. Well, it's weird reading the book after having seen the series, because, like, oh, Daenerys is supposed to be, like, 13 that's creepy so much so much creepy but anyways that's the comic book i'm looking forward to and we'll be talking about in january's look back uh what are you looking forward to paul i'm looking forward to a number two of five because that's how i roll uh this is tales of suspense 101 and this is a team-up book between hawkeye and the winter soldier i'm like oh i like hawkeye I'm excited to see what winter soldier is doing in uh black panther coming out in a couple weeks Oh, what are they doing? Oh, they're apparently hunting down the Black Widow. Or maybe somebody that's doing crimes as if they were the Black Widow. And uh, I'm like, okay, that sounds actually like a lot of fun. Don't like that they're charging me four bucks for it. But <laughs> it seems like a fun book. And it's uh, art by Travel Foreman, who did a bunch of fill-in stuff for... Was that Swamp Thing? Swamp Thing, yeah. Or he did Swamp Thing and Animal Man. Okay, I couldn't remember. I, I recognize the name. Uh, how many pages for four ninety nine? Twenty three. Twenty three. Oh, yeah. I'm also getting a uh, four ninety nine book. Mm-hmm. This no, is this is three ninety nine. Oh, not four ninety nine. You said four ninety nine. You said I'm not is happy. That, you said four ninety nine multiple times. Oh, did I? I you said, said I'm, I'm not happy that they're charging me four ninety nine for this book. I, I meant four dollars. Oh. I'm tired, and also thirteen percent beer, and I'm eating a donut. So. We, we are eating donuts. So, sidebar to cut John off. I don't know if you guys heard the news, but at Universal City Walk, they are putting in a Voodoo Donut. Oh, we were there. We were there, and I was like, "Is Voodoo Donut open?" Because oh, okay, they were advertising it on their website. I couldn't remember. Yeah, and I'm like, I want to eat. Aldi, they have crawlers there. They should send them to me because I asked that <laughs> in a podcast earlier. Uh, I I am looking forward to a four ninety nine book, but I'm getting forty three pages out of this uh, the Flash Annual. This is the Flash who remembers Wally West, and this is the prelude to the Flash War that is going to be an upcoming uh, thing, I guess. Uh, new writers. New writer and artist on the book who are uh, Joshua Williamson and uh, Christian Deuce. I know Joshua Williamson from something that I can't remember what. I'm going to have to do some quick research. That would be, it's loading, it's loading. Uh, Adventure Time, uh, Batman, Bright, Captain Midnight, probably Bright, and Nailbiter. Okay. Uh, read I've been wanting to get back into the Flash, and maybe this. He, oh, he also he did the Haunted Mansion comic book from oh. Marvel too. Okay, yeah, sorry, I just I googled him. Yeah. Uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. Okay, yeah, this guy's done a lot of stuff that I like. Superman, Batman. Yeah, okay, sign me up. I want a reason to get back into the Flash. I love the Flash. Mm-hmm. 
So hopefully this is a great jumping on point for me to uh, get back into The Flash, because I love The Flash. It's an annual, and it's a who remembers. And sometimes, like, the the question issues for annuals are the best. What to get for for the man who has everything. One of the best Superman stories ever. Who remembers the Cape Crusader? One of the worst annuals ever. I I will fight the you Neil on that. Gaiman? That was written by Neil I Gaiman. Know. I that one was good. Oh, come on! Where Alfred is? Do you, do you want to have to read that, Paul? Do you want to have to read that? Because I'll make. I you read, read it. it, Alfred. I'll make you read it the again, face Paul. Paint and pretends like he's the Joker because Batman's crazy. I'm I'm tired of reading the what if stories of oh Batman's just crazy. It's like you're missing the point of Batman when you do that. I think I think you're. Thinking of a different book, Paul. No, it has, and it has a good night moon with a good night Batman <laughs> in that book. Whatever happened to the Cape Crusader, written by Neil Gaiman? It's mm. that's that's that book. <laughs> it's not great. It makes me angry. <laughs> I know there was like multiple parts to yeah. it. So there's uh, part one and part two, but guess what? Part one leaves me angry. Part two leaves me even more angry that I spent more money on part two. But you know what doesn't make us angry? Our next beer. And my next beer is also from Cigar City uh, Brewing, and this is part of their pilot series, and this is their Apricot Peach and Mango American Sour Ale. Uh, 4.3% ABV. This one is only $9 for the bottle. Uh, so far cry from the $35 for the last one, the Argumentum Ad Populum. Um, it's a sour ale, so that first sip that I take is always just kind of jarring. I know that I'm drinking a sour, but I just never know what level of tartness to expect. This is pretty, uh, pretty tart, but you get a lot of that apricot up front. Like, it's like breathing in, like, a pitted fruit. Um, it's very strong. And then I think all that tart on the back end is probably, like, the mango. I'm gonna I'm gonna take another real quick sip. Someone wants to speak for like a second. I'm reading the dramatic no, that's reading okay. beforehand, so <laughs> I can get um, my voice down. Uh, and the the panel isn't really loading, so it's really hard to try to read because I'm not on the wire. Right, you don't have to vamp anymore. Oh, he's I, ready. Oh. Yeah, I was, I was I was ready because nobody said anything. Phil, like while I was drinking it. Um. Yeah, it's it's good. I don't get a lot of the mango on it. After going back to it, um, the peach and the mango probably kind of meld together. But yeah, this is this is solid. Uh, Nine dollars for the bottle. Not a bad price point. If it was a little bit cheaper, I'd probably be like more in line with it. I'm glad I didn't pay any more for this. Um, Honestly, the only reason I picked it up is because it was a bottle that was cheap, and I just wanted to bring back something else from from Cigar City that I hadn't had before. And I think the rest of the bottles that they had there were all around like the thirty dollar mark. Um, but yeah, I I do not dislike this at all. Uh, can't say I would seek it out, but yeah, you know what? For just like a like a one off like trial for them as part of their pilot series, I I approve. I. I would look forward to drinking more of the pilot series to see what else they can think of. Uh, yeah, I didn't bring home any other bottles from Cigar City because I bought a mug there because my wife broke my founder's mug from our first beercation when we went oh, to visit. Ooh. That was a great beercation. We need, we, 
I think it's been over a year that I've been like, John, we need to go on another beercation, like a beer day trip. So many yeah. great And we have there, yet. There's so many, uh, especially down in Pennsylvania, a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. But uh, something that we'd have to drive all day to go visit would be Single Cut Bruce Smith's out of uh, Queens, New York City. And I am drinking The Workers Are Going Home Double, hey. double Dry Hopped Imperial IPA uh, at 8%. This is uh, slightly different than their normal mm-hmm. workers are going home. And you know this because on the cover is a guy in a business suit, and the normal workers are going home is a oh. guy in a like a hard hat and a tool belt. Oh. Yeah, he's a construction worker. I didn't have this one, then. You did. This is one I brought you. No, uh, was it? I thought I had the no, construction worker you did not. Okay. This is a little more than a month old, which mm-hmm. is a little long in the tooth for single cut. Um, they're meant to be drank fresh. Uh, this was can 12, 27, 2017. Okay. So it's last year's beer, but it's still drinking really good. It's got those nice kind of little floral bites. Very, very, very tasty. I like mm-hmm. it a lot. Not many single cuts that I'm not huge fans of. I don't think this would hit the top three really of single cut. I do like it. Weird and gilly. Jenny said softly spoken magic words. Softly Uh, spoken magic spells. Weird and gilly. Jenny said Billy 18 watt. Billy 18 watt. Billy Billy 18 watt. watt. It's a session too, and it's so Mm -hmm. full of flavor. And then Jenny, then softly spoken magic spells. Yeah, probably. And then workers are going home? Uh, I don't know. Workers are going home probably in the top five, top six. Well, I, that's no, I five. That's, that's what you're saying. Yeah, that's what you're saying. I'm saying it's somewhere It's somewhere in there. Undescript version. It's, uh, it's, some, it's somewhere in there. <laughs> it's somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. What a, I just listed it the there. Maybe it's, I'm gonna, it's, it's number seven. It's oh, number wait, seven. Wait, seven. There's that? two other ones there. There's two other ones there <laughs> that I like better. Could be. In your face. Uh I'm, like, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised six. you put it that low. Yeah. Uh, from all the beers that you brought me, this was probably my favorite. And this is the one that I was comparing all those other IPAs to. I forget what I had before. I think I had uh, the Common Grounds or Held Grounds, the, the Pale Ale. I can't remember. Uh, I think I had that one before. I think I had the Too Juicy before this. Uh, I like the Too Juicy a lot. But then after I had the Single Cup Workers Are Going Home... That became the one that I compared everything else to. Just remember. And nothing against those other beers, but th- this was kind of my, this set the bar for everything else I was drinking, like, for the rest of the week. Just remember with uh, Too Juicy, rate it with this in mind. It's pretty much available regularly. Like, you can, it's oh, off and okay. on. It's off and on, but it's, that, it's fairly but it's, regular. It's fairly regular, where I'm like, oh, Too Juicy's back. I'll pick up a four pack, uh, and then like a uh, two weeks later, you're like, "Oh, too juicy's here." Pick up a four pack. <laughs> uh, that too juicy too, Chris, I believe was canned like three days before uh, before I brought it down. See, to the you. the too the too juicy was good. I like that one a lot, and the fact that it is readily available does maybe bump that up a little bit. That would become like my go to IPA over something like the uh, Founders All Day. I think. Oh. Yeah, but it's also like <laughs> it's eight point two is like five, and yeah, eight point two. Uh, a big, yeah, two yeah, but okay, I, yeah, and a pounder. I don't when I day drink. It's not because like I just want to have something to drink. It's because I like what I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. 
luckily I, I have the self-control to be like, oh, I should only have one of these versus like, hey, I'm off for the rest of the day. I can drink an entire bottle of apple brandy, barrel-aged stout. Like I, I have a little bit of impulse control. All-day IPA is great, but I, I would definitely take the uh, the too juicy over it. But if it was available to me, I would I would take the single cup workers are going home over like all. Uh, I do have to like because because the uh, like a lot of like the Lagunita stuff I can get down here readily available. Like the little something mm-hmm. is always always on a shelf somewhere. And as much as I love that, I I, I think if I had the option, I'm I might take the two juicy. Yeah. It's it just, it's so fresh. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, like, so crisp. It was so nice to have, like, after working all day in Florida. Oh, and the XPA. Uh, did you have the XPA? I I had the XPA. I can't say I was impressed by it. I haven't had all the XPAs like you guys, but the other XPA that I had previously, I think I liked more, which was, like, 10, 9. Some, some number. It was one of the, like, ones from, like, Four or five. Yeah, ago. it's definitely a single digit. I do, I do have to say, Sam Adams has a session IPA in a fifteen pack, and I think it's pretty darn good. Yeah, I I'm I think I'm a little sick of all day because it has been that summer beer. Yeah, and, and you've it's, been drinking yeah. it all day, all day, son, all, all day. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's one of those it's one of those beers like I yeah. Know, I'm so tickled by that, <laughs> but I am. <laughs> It's one of those beers that yes, yes, it, it's it, good. Paul, Paul, did that make you feel Ben Acker, Ben Black, <laughs> yeah. or was it better? Than a that? little bit better. Okay, but a little bit more Ben Acker, and a little bit more of Ben Blacker as well. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. And to end, to end this beer talk, and now a dramatic reading from Captain America, number three, page fourteen, panel. Well played, Captain. No other man I've ever met would still be alive right now. I'm genuinely disappointed that our little contest has come to an end. And that was a dramatic reading from Captain America number three, page 14. Panel trace. You win a little Macho Man on it, but not yeah, all the way. I didn't want to go all the way. I wanted a little hint. Because I, I, I think if I had gone within that reading of it, I would have gone all See, the way. See, I wanted a little taste, but I wanted that's to hard. make him that's himself a, uh, his own person. That's a tough line to straddle, <laughs> sir. And I, I think you did it yeah, well. I, I slacklined that. I don't know what that means. Slacklined it. <laughs> slacklined it. <laughs> That was the thing back, right? When slacklining was the thing for a little while? I, I was slacklining everything. I, it made its way onto an episode of The Office. So uh, I think it, it was. I've never even heard of such a thing. Yeah. Uh, Paul, are you Robert Redford in disguise now? <laughs> All the kids are slacklining. No, it's, it's like tightrope, but there's slack to it. <laughs> so that's... That's what was oh, the thing. Oh God! Okay. And they did it. They did on? it on the office. The the new Dwight walked did the whole thing with it, and Dwight was very upset. So he was going to ride a bicycle uh, above the two. buildings. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. that. I don't think that was a that slack. was a slack line. 
Anywho, Anywho's. hey guys, <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to look forward to. In 2018. Uh, Sounds like such a bright and happy future. <laughs> bright, big, beautiful tomorrow. Do we want to start with movies? Do we want tomorrow to start? I would say we're a comic book right, podcast. So we are this uh the character the character breakout character of 2018 18 Paul who do you think Chris is going to pick for his breakout hey. character You know Well you, you threw it to Paul so Paul has to It's a character to, that has Chris has tried to champion before and the series fizzled away but it's having another movie come out so we're sure to see another comic book series <laughs> be released Wait, Ant-Man's getting a new series? Because, yes. <laughs> yeah, that would be Ant-Man. I, I believe uh, Paul Rudd, with all his readiness, is going to... John keeps on putting this beer closer and closer to me, and it's just he's just such, it's so tempting. But I got to drive home. But Ant-Man is going to be the breakout character for Marvel, I think, in 2018. I think Chris would agree with it if he didn't have his own pick, which is probably <laughs> better than Ant-Man for 2018. So that's your pick. Yeah. I asked you what you think Chris is going to pick. I would say that. No, I know. I'm just trying to play. Which he said. Uh, I mean, I'm it, saying it, I he would know. pick Ant Man. I don't need if he was as dumb know. as I was. <laughs> so Ant Man is my pick, aka Chris's stupider pick. <laughs> Chris, was that your stu- stupid pick? No, I nope. just... Is, nope. is Paul no, another pick now, or did he just that's throw it Chris. away? I just want to be pick? sure. Um, uh, I'm actually going for a new character. Ooh. Is it Damage? It's not. Uh, this is coming out from Marvel... or I'm sorry, DC Comics. Uh, and this is Sideways. Uh, this is a character being written by Justin Jordan with art by Kenneth Rothbard. The first issue comes out next month. Um, this is actually spinning out from the... Uh, the metal miniseries. So I don't know if this character's appeared yet, but he's a character that has the ability to open up like alternate dimension, like portals. Oh, so like the key, I guess kind of, uh, except instead of being a super villain, he's, uh, like a high school junior. Uh, this kind of hits, hits my sweet spot where it's, you know, a young superhero kind of coming to terms with his powers. Um, much like who my number two would be with Invincible, which his series is ending this year, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing that wrap up. Uh, I'm I'm glad that they're still introducing new characters into the DC Universe in kind of like this almost like static shock way where it's someone that just kind of like winds up with powers and now they kind of have to navigate their way through uh, the DC Universe. Uh, so he's He's my character to, uh, to look out for. Well, you had me on Justin Jordan and uh, Kenneth Rockefort because both those guys are people I really like, and I would follow them onto a series. So you got me there. Uh, and my pick for a character to, to branch out is someone who's branched out before. We've Ooh. seen it many times, but this time Tom King is taking a crack at Swamp Thing, and we're going to get Tom King doing a Swamp Thing book in 2018, and I'm uh, looking forward to that. Did you guys ever finish that swamp that swamp thing run? That Jeff Lemire swamp thing run? 
Uh, uh, Jeff, uh, it wasn't. It was Jeff Lemire co-writing with. Uh, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting who was doing. Jeff Lemire was was doing Animal Man, Animal and Man. somebody else was doing Swamp Thing. Uh, Scott Snyder was doing. Oh, Scott Snyder was doing Swamp Thing. Yes. Oh man, yes. did you guys finish that? Bits and, I, I wasn't feeling it. Bits and pieces. Oh, that might uh, become. A, I think Yannick Paquette's might... art was the best. To me, the best thing about that book was just watching his mm-hmm. panel layouts and how he did everything. But no, I didn't. I that didn't. might become a trading policy, guys. Look forward to that. Well, it wouldn't. No, be, I, I it wouldn't, wouldn't be the mind. worst thing you picked. Huh. Yeah, I wouldn't mind reading it. I just I didn't keep up on mm-hmm. up on it. Something or Animal Man. Animal Man, like not really my my go to characters. I liked Animal Man when uh, he was in like the Countdown book, but yeah, but yeah, I I, I don't dislike him. It's, it's kind of my, my stance on it. I got a taste of Tom King writing Swamp Thing with Batman whatever, where mm-hmm. Batman and Swamp Thing are solving the death of Swamp Thing's father. And I was like, oh, this is going to be really good. I thought it good. was who killed it was Al who, Holland himself. No? No, it's who killed oh. his father. And uh, I thought it just was a really good a really good take on it between the two characters, between mm-hmm. Batman and uh, Swamp Thing. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. That's it. Sounds good. Paul, do you want to re- rethink your pick? No. Ant-Man. He has a movie coming out. <laughs> Marvel's going to release a couple books. It'll be fine. All right. So I, I think the next logical place for us to go is to movies, because mm-hmm. after after comic books, movies are kind of what we talk about the most. Especially with all the comic book movies coming out. Right, John? And I'm sure right. your list is, your top three list, starting at number three, is Chalkville with comic book movies. They're not. Them. They're not going to be. They're all going to be these weird movies nobody's heard of before. It will be. And my number three pick will not be Get Out. <laughs> it's not going to be Get Out. What's what I love about your picks? They never make your top three as a look back. <laughs> never. Hello, monthly look backs. Come on, guys. <laughs> your look forward is so far off from your look back. I love it. Uh, I think the one year my favorite movie and the movie I was looking forward to the most was Mad Max. Oh, okay. So, so in your face. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, think you're for every sure. year I try to I try to pick something that I know we're not gonna talk about ad nauseum. Yeah. Because thing- like we always wind up talking about a lot of stuff for the uh Super movie blockbuster bracket buster. So I try to veer off a different way. I would try, but I will never see those movies, so I I, I really just gotta stick to what I'll see. Well, a movie you might see is Ooh. going to be Holmes and Watson. And Holmes. Oh, I might see that one though. Is That's on my list. Played by Will Farrow. <laughs> Watson is played by John C. Riley, and Ray Fiennes is Moriarty. Yes, it is a comedic take on uh, Voldemort. Yes, Voldemort himself. Comedic take with these crazy uh, actors, which I, Step Brothers. I, I love Step Brothers. I could watch Step Brothers all. Step Brothers is a lot son. of fun. <laughs> Those two guys together, I think, are comedy gold. I think this is going to be a very fun take. One of my favorite Sherlock Holmes movies is Gene Wilder and Marty Feldman as Sherlock Holmes's smarter brother, <laughs> which is a classic uh, 70s movie that I loved and loved growing up. So I like a comedic take on Holmes. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley together again. Yes, I will look forward to this in 2018. Public domain? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Chris. Yes. Give me an idea for what to pick as my number three. 
Um, I mean, there's a lot of big movies coming out. A lot of them I know we're going to keep talking about. So, like I said, I always try to pick stuff that I won't be talking about as maybe my favorite for the 2018 look back or things we'll be talking about a lot during the blockbuster bracket buster. So for that reason, my number three pick is actually going to be the new uh, Wes Anderson movie. It's a stop motion uh, animated adventure, Isle of Dogs. Um, They put out a trailer for this one a little while ago, Um, but it's a boy who goes to an island where dogs that have a canine flu are basically being quarantined to find his dog spots. Uh, it it looks like it's a lot of fun. It's a Wes Anderson movie, so it's kind of kitschy and quirky. Uh, the cast for it's amazing. I'm just going to go through it really quick. But Brian Cranston, Ed Norton, Bill Murray, Jeff Goldblum, Francis McDermott, Harvey Keitel, Lee Schreiber, Scarlett Johansson, Tilda Swinton, Ken Watanabe. It's I think this is going to be a fun movie. Uh, I love. Wes Anderson, he's got such a great visual style. He does characters really well. I think this one won't be as much of a downer as some of his other stuff is because he does like to talk at the heartstrings, but Hmm. it's animated, right? Stop motion. He's got to find his dog. Everything's going to work out okay. That was fantastic, Mr. Fox. It was good. This would have been been my number four. So I'm glad you picked this. No, I, I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be something that's readily available to see down here because, honestly, the two closest movie theaters to me are uh, at Universal uh, City Walk, which is right outside their theme parks, and then the other one is at Disney Springs, which is on Disney property right outside their theme parks. I feel like this isn't going to be like a really wide release thing, but who knows? But something I'm looking forward to. Uh, uh, me as well. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I think I shared the trailer with you, Chris, when it first came out. I believe so. Uh, because I was like, oh, he's doing another stop motion, which, um, he, he has worked into a couple of other, his other films. He did some stop motion in, um, the hotel, uh, yeah, Grand Budapest Grand hotel. Budapest hotel. And, uh, I enjoyed, not only did I enjoy... Uh, the Fantastic Mr. Fox. I was never. I don't know the children's book that it's based okay. off of. Yeah. But I like the fact that when he recorded the voices, he went in with a recorder and had them in places where they would be talking, so it'd have that echo, where it would have like the sounds and everything. Yeah. So they, if they're recording, supposed to be recording in a field, they'd be recording in a field. Like if they're recording in like a tunnel, they'd be recording in a tunnel. Like. He went a little bit above and beyond than just making a stop motion film that he's people are just in recording booths saying the lines. The people are all together and in then a group doing it. recording them together. Hmm. And uh that's kind of what I liked about this. And it it looks great. And what's funny is like with this too, it's a a Japanese boy who's trying to find his dog. The boy is talking in Japanese. But all the dogs speak English. Like, that's that's the dog language when they're talking to each other, trying to help this boy find his dog. So that's kind of like the quirky little, another little quirky little Wes Anderson tweak to it. I saw the trailer for this. This is when the boy, it's like starts off black and it's like the boy's opening up his eyes and the, the dog starts talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. I shared it with everyone because oh. I was excited about it. Watch. 
Yeah, watch this trailer. Paul, you're number three. My number three is a movie that I am nervously anticipating, and it is uh, the Steven Spielberg movie we mentioned earlier, uh, Ready Player One. Uh, I really like this book, uh, written by uh, 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 Klein, E. Klein. I'm can't, uh, I'm forgetting his name. Ernest Klein. Oh my goodness, why couldn't I remember Ernest? Because uh, you're tired and drunk. Yep, not drunk, <laughs> just tired. Ernest Klein, written by Ernest Klein. Uh, this was his first novel, uh, and it's basically uh, in the future. There's a VR world. Basically, if uh, everybody logged into like Second Life, basically, yeah. But uh, it was f- populated by all '80s and '90s nostalgia, and they're kind of with this movie they're kind of throwing in some modern video game references as well with uh some Overwatch characters showing up. Uh what makes me very nervous about this is the look of that login virtual reality world Oasis because everything's so dark and it's so dark because I think they're cheaping out on like the character designs and look of all that those 80s characters. Uh I I, I would strongly disagree because I think they're those... trying to make all those characters fit in one world, <clears throat> and so you just like monotone them. Well, I I don't think that has to do with cheaping out, but I think it does have to do with keeping everything visually similar so it can fit in in the same world. Right, but when, when I you... was reading the book, I never assumed that these these characters looked like they were supposed to stand next to each other. I always assumed that. It would be a mage top. Um, it would be a cacophony of visual effects, and I would I would agree in effect in, in, in that fact. But also, they can only use things that that the comp- the studio mm-hmm. owns. So you get Iron Giant, uh, the Iron Giant. You get the Back to the Future DeLorean. You get different you get things that the Street Fighter characters, Street Fighter seven characters, uh, Freddy Krueger, who they had to replace mm-hmm. one a different character because you they didn't own the rights to that character. But when you see the different trailers, you can tell Iron Giant. You mm-hmm. can tell yeah. DeLorean. They look like they're supposed to look like. Do they the A-Team world, Van is there? The, the, the world might look a little dirt and gritty, but there's also then some stuff that's really bright and that really pops. And I think it just, I think going from the trailer, I think you might be a little more, whoa. whoa yeah, I'm a little bit more hesitant. hesitant. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I, I have a nervous anticipation for it. Paul, I knew you were looking forward to this movie, and I think you're going to come out of it the same way you came out of seeing Wreck-It Ralph, where you're looking forward to all these characters popping up, and then you're going to be let down by it. Much like you might be for Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, which, hey guys, that's also coming out this year. Is that your number two pick? No, it's not. I just wanted to mention oh. it, though, because it's on my list of movies I'm going to see. Hmm. I'm trying to get sneaky now, because I have a lot of movies coming out. <laughs> But uh, all right. But Paul, well, that's, what's, oh, oh, we're, we're snaking it. What's my number two? What's your number two? Well, that has to be the movie coming out in two weeks, and that's Black Panther. Ooh. Early reviews are like this movie should have never stopped. I wish I was still watching this movie. Was one of the early reviews I read today. Uh, <laughs> it looks like it's kind of breaking that format, and it's just a different superhero movie. So, and I'm hoping there's a lot of 
they explain what happens with Bucky. I hope this leads me right up to my number one pick of the movie for the for uh, 2018. I hope it just sets me up so I'm sitting on by the end of this movie. I'm sitting on my edge of my seat, so I'm ready to fall off my chair to watch. I don't. I don't want to like think too far ahead, but uh-huh. I think this movie will probably have to end with them unfalling Bucky. Oh, yeah. for Infinity War. Like I think that's gonna be like your post credits. Uh, like Stinger. I think they already he, shown screenshots of characters working on Bucky. Like it's, I think this I, is yeah, going to be a I, pretty big I thing. I cut off watching anything more about it, but like, yeah, like you said something about Bucky is like, I don't think Bucky's, I think he's going to be a post, a, a post credit. Like Chris just said. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we get to figure out what's happening with the claw ever since he lost his hand. From, uh, you know, Age of Ultron, you know, Andy Serkis, right? That was Andy Serkis? Yep. Yeah, that was Andy yeah. Serkis. You see what he's up to, you know, not being CGI, not being uh, cut in half by, uh, you know, never mind, spoilers. Uh, you know? <laughs> uh, no, th- no, this is on my list. This is a movie that I'm definitely seeing this year. It comes out in like two weeks. Um, it's getting a lot of great early reviews, too. Um, it's breaking... Like lots of records too for like fastest selling. Um, oh yeah, uh, like Fandango, like tickets. fastest selling, mm-hmm. and not because like, at first it was like, oh, this is like the fastest selling superhero movie, but now it's also like just the fastest selling movie. I think. Oh, Chris, I should have asked you before we started recording. Any live action Disney movies coming out, like uh, in the vein of Beauty and Beast? Oh well, there. There are some that I'm looking forward to. It's funny that you mentioned that. Because huh. um, even though it's not like adaptation stuff, uh, we have the uh, Mary Poppins Returns, which is oh, a yeah. sequel. Um, so that's on my list. Ooh, but then, it's definitely cute. Yeah. And then on the adaptation side, we do have A Wrinkle in Time. Also mm-hmm. on my list, I don't know how yeah. I'm going to feel about it because I read all those books growing up. Uh, I don't know how the movie is going to deliver. And also, I haven't read those books since I was like eight. So. I don't know if I'm going to necessarily want to like reread it before I go into uh, the theater to see it, but um, that's was, the only Disney live action stuff they have on my list. So there might be you, more, but so, and, and so you like, have Andy Serkis's Jungle Book. Oh, Andy Serkis's Jungle Book. So Aladdin doesn't come out this year, or the, whatever other ones they were going to be. Uh, Mulan. Mulan. Mulan is going to be next year, I believe. Next yeah, year. I, okay. Yeah. All right, uh, so I wasn't missing out on that for my list. Okay, I was did, just did you think uh, did you think The Rock's Rampage was a Disney live action movie? Because <laughs> that may be on my list, and I may be looking forward to it because it's a rock movie. But it's going to make money. It's, it's going to make money. I mean, if San Andreas did, I think anything will. But it's, Jumanji, you know, Jumanji I think too kind of, made money. I think Jumanji is now our like go to like. No, this movie's doing really well. Like. Maybe. I don't think anybody planned on it doing as well as it has, but yeah, Warner Brothers didn't. They didn't think it would make more money than Star Justice Wars. League. Yeah, so it's getting, yeah, it's, that's that happened last week. Yeah. So, Chris, Chris I tried to throw it over to Chris, you for your oh, I'm sorry. Like I thought you were just like times. I uh, thought you were no, just genuinely just like, asking me a yeah, question. Yeah. I thought oh. the same thing, but Chris, what's your number two? <laughs> um. My number two is something of a bigger movie, and I know we'll wind up talking about it regardless, but I, I do want to talk about it since we haven't really had too much of a chance to. And this is the next quote-unquote part 
of the Harry Potter universe with what's the longest title on my list of movies coming out with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, semicolon, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Happening uh, in Paris. Happening in Paris. They said each one of these movies is going to be taking place in a different like metropolitan city around the world. Uh, so I guess we have five cities to look forward to seeing uh, New York, Paris, and we'll see where we go from here. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I don't want to say I was hesitant about the first Fantastic Beast, mm-hmm. but it was more just not knowing where they were going to come from with it. Uh, they, they got me, though. They introduced characters that I cared about, I want to know more about. And with this one, we're actually going to get to see more of Grindelwald. We're going to see young Dumbledore, played by Jude, Jude Law. Law, which he's mm-hmm. fucking awesome always. So I, I think this is going to be what really cements this in the place, or in its place in the Harry Potter universe. Like, we're going to finally start to see more stuff that we can kind of weave those threads between what we already have had and now what we're getting. And, you know, as a Harry Potter nerd, and a pop culture nerd, I think that's awesome. Like, this is all brand new. This is all fresh. Because when the original Fantastic Beasts or to find them came out, it was done as a little mini textbook that you would get if you went to Hogwarts. And it was like paragraph descriptions of different animals with some annotations written in mm-hmm. uh, from Hermione saying like, oh, yes, we have to talk to Hagrid about this dragon because this is what Norbert is like. That's fun. Mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling did that for charity. Awesome. Now she's getting paid, though. <laughs> this is where she's making her money. Now, Chris, I have to ask this. If there was a city in the United States that you thought would be the most imbued with magic, what do you think New York City? It's the uh, most populous, I, you know, in that time frame, so I guess. But I don't know. I, I, think, I was going to place one. Would you put it in the, as New York? I think United it would have to be just because that was really the central hub of America at that time, just because Ellis Island was there. It was such, mm-hmm. yeah, it was such a port city. That's where everyone came through to like immigrate into the country that it would have to be. Um, if you go on to Pottermore, they do talk about just like the different schools of magic that exist around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, like North American magic seems to be a lot more shamanistic. Um, and like indigenous people based, hmm. which I, I'd like to see some more of that because I think that would be really interesting. I mean, we've had eight movies of European wizards now doing their thing. I'd like to explore kind of like the different magical schools. And by like schools, I don't mean like Elver Morning. I mean like just yeah. what what they do. Like, yeah, different totems. Maybe they don't yeah. need to use a wand. Maybe they use. Yeah, something, something else, you know. Because I, I think that will, that would be really interesting. And I mean, yes, you can argue that oh, well, those like that information's been given on Pottermore, so it's already added that depth to the story. But it's it's different, and I can kind of tie that back to my pick for the list with DJ Most Wanted. Mm. It's one thing to read like a character bio say like, oh yes, DJ is a criminal who who's a well known hacker. But it's something different to see him actually out in the world. And I want to see that from Harry Potter and the expanded wizarding world now. The city I would want them to explore uh, is also a port city, and that's New Orleans. New Orleans would be kind of cool. You know, I think maybe that would be the home of more of a 
you know, the bl- dark like arts. Voodoo-y. yeah. You know, but I think that would be a really cool place to explore the the wizarding world in. Like that I think Cajun it would be a lot inspired. more darker magic. Yeah, yeah. It would be yeah. the... Maybe the, that's the where... The voodoo. The voodoo Death Eaters, but, you know, maybe there's some some uh, dark arts I, I don't know if they would... People that, are, you know, do that... Uh, Trace in the light that do good stuff with the. Yeah, I, I don't know if they would ever go this route, but like to kind of th- like go through the uh, Dragon Age lens, but like your blood magic type yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. like the no magic has a cost. Like this is what we would have to pay for it. Yeah. But who goes next? Because I'm not good at this. John, it's going to be me two. with my number two, and my number two is a bad time at the El Royale. And this is written and directed by Drew Goddard. Uh, hey! Drew Goddard, when he was pitching this to studio execs, uh, would only meet with studio executives, give them a tablet where they could read the script while he sat in the room with them. Mm-hmm. And then when they were finished, if they said, oh, maybe, or uh, I don't think so, would take the tablet away from them and then just leave. Wow. Like He was very secretive about this. And uh, with this movie, there is a heist afoot, and you have four people checking into a Tahoe hotel called the El Royale, and while they're there, these people realize that they're all there for maybe the same thing, and while they're there for a foot, there might be some... (laughs) (laughs) That was bad, but I really liked it. (laughs) (coughs) But while they're there, they might be going up against each other or working together or who knows what. But this is uh, maybe a heist movie, maybe a noir film. Uh, We're not sure. He's keeping everything very secretive. You haven't gotten too much of a So it's a semi-cooperative game with a traitor mechanic. (laughs) Yes. Uh, okay, so I hadn't heard of this before. I know Drew Goddard just from being a Whedonverse nerd, and he's done a lot of work, um, like Buffy and Angel, stuff like that. But this movie starring Chris Hemsworth, Dakota Johnson, Jeff Bridges, Russell Crowe. Yes. Thank you yeah. for, for filling those in, because I was just about to no, say No, because looking at all that makes me feel like this could be kind of like a fun... Australian not, Super Bowl commercial? Yes. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Noari, no, shoot him up, bloody. Yeah, I think this could be like a fun. Way of the gun. Yeah. Like a, t- a 10 little Indians. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I think you put Drew Goddard, you put that cast, you put the the, the film idea. Uh, and that is something that I am, I am clocked in for. I am ready to go. And that's why it's my number two. I am excited. This sounds actually really fun. I, uh, what is it? Something at the El Dorado? Bad time at the El Royale. Oh, bad time at the El Royale. Witchies. Witchies. Chris, Chris, no, Chris, no, John, you, you ended that round. It's snakes. I know, but Chris hasn't got a chance to go first, so why don't oh. we let him yeah, go Chris, first oh. with his number no, one? Did not, was Isle of Dogs not first? No, you were second with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um,. Well, my number one is actually going to be also from someone who calls the uh, the Weedverse their alma mater. And this is coming from uh, Stephen DeKnight, 
and this is uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. I really enjoyed the first Pacific Rim. Oh. God, Guillermo del Toro is not coming back for this one. Uh, this one's being helmed by Stephen Knight, who's worked on the uh, Marvel Netflix show Daredevil, but he's also known for really heading up the Buffy spinoff Angel. Uh, Paul, he also worked on uh, Smallville for a while. Yeah. So he was one of like, the executive producers on that. Um, but yeah, Pacific Rim Uprising. I really dug the first one. This one, I want to see how they wind up bringing the kaiju back. I want to see this new class of um, Jaeger pilots and what they're capable of. Because the new trailer that I saw before, uh, what did I see last? Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Makes it seem like there's like a rogue Jaeger out there that they don't know like where it came from. The Green Ranger. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it it, yeah, looks, there was a it looks cool. Uh, I don't Karina. know if this is going to be great, but... I kind of slept on seeing the original Pacific Rim, and I deeply regretted that because after I finally saw it, I was like, yes, like, I love this movie. Um, John Boyega piloting a giant robot. You know, that's that's just cool. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say this would be on my in my top five. It would be definitely something I would want to watch this year. Um, so it'd be interesting. It is interesting to see how they're going to do it. I thought my feeling about this would work better is it's like a prequel with John Bayega playing a young, uh, who's the guy? The young Pentecost. Yeah. I think that would be like, that would make more sense on how you could make this film franchise continue on. Cause it feels like they kind of, they summed it up in the end. They sealed the, they sealed the crap. But that- but like I said, for me, that's kind of the hook. Like, how, how did they find their way back in? Like, is it something to do with that connection between uh, them and Charlie? You know, because Charlie Day from Always Sunny's here. I don't, I don't know. Like, because it seems like now they're coming out of the ground. It's not necessarily through the rift in the ocean. I don't know. It, giant robots fighting big monsters, though. It's just cool. I still haven't I seen know. the first. Really? Um, I enjoyed the first one. I don't know if it's on Netflix or Hulu or anything, but it's definitely like a DVD you can pick up for like five bucks at Target. I recommend it. That's kind of one of my go-to, like just put it in to have on on the background movies. Hmm. Uh, Mr. Bo- and Mrs. Smith. That's like so, that one. It's so weird that you said that. It's a r- random, just nonsense movie to throw on in the background of things. Uh, the one thing that I thought was odd was this is supposed to take place in the future, but... Uh, Charlie, Charlie from um, from uh, Always Sunny, and uh, oh, my dog's just and just horrible bosses. Over. Uh, and he doesn't look any older. They haven't given him like a little bit of white in his uh, temples no, or anything to make him look older. He no, just looks no, like no, hey, no, I was in that last movie. Now I'm here. What? It's the future. Hey, he's got that Robert Redford in him. Yeah, doesn't look any older. Always strawberry blonde. <laughs> strawberry blonde and the face of the catcher's mitt. <laughs> yep. Uh, but Paul, who knows? Like they, they, they could ex- explain that somehow. I'm trying to see. He's got that Jaeger blood. Listen, I, I enjoyed the first one, and I could, I could eat my words and say, "Hey, no, this was great," and I was an idiot for naysaying it. Uh, you never know. And I would. This is a movie that I probably would 
try to see in the theaters or if not as soon as it came out on DVD get out there because even me I I am the movie guy for the podcast mm-hmm. and even the last couple of years I haven't uh I haven't been the um the movie goer that I have in the past been in the past so, so, Paul, so the movie that's coming out near my birthday so I will go see it is uh Marvel's Avengers Infinity War. So this is bringing the team back together, but maybe not. Oh, and we never talked about the stuff that we were going to talk about with uh, Tom Tom, uh, Holland showing up to do shoots over on the Venom movie. And therefore, it's part of the Marvel Universe, cinematic universe, maybe, maybe not. And I'm saying maybe not. I'm saying in the trailer. What are you saying? I'm saying maybe not. Uh, in the trailer. Okay, uh, sorry, sorry, Paul. Oh, yeah, just a uh, circle back. Uh, this movie takes place ten years after the last one, so I can understand them not looking completely different. Okay. It, it's not like thirty years or anything. Wait, we're talking continue, about continue, Paul. Said. We're talking about Pacific, Pacific Rim. Rim. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I'm like, no, Infinity War happens. Doesn't happen ten years after the last. I mean, it's, it's enough time for Cap to grow a beard. Yeah. Well, come on. We don't. We don't know what super the soldier, uh, super serum. soldier serum did to his facial hair. That's a, that's a, that's a weak. He hair. sneezed and had that beard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a great beard. I'm jealous. Do you know the scene where in the trailer going back to Marvels and uh, Avengers: Infinity War uh, when Iron Man's being smacked down by Thanos? Yes. CGI from the trailer. It's a switch. That's Spider-Man. Spider-Man dies in Infinity War. No, because they already have like another Spider-Man movie coming out. Yeah, but like, it's on the it's on the slate. But it's no longer in that. It's no longer in the six one six alternate dimensions are introduced. No, because that's what they're doing in the animated Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Which, hey guys, is also coming out in twenty eighteen. Yeah, with Miles Morales, correct? Yeah, that looks dope. So that's that looks how, really slick. That's how they're going to have the multiple characters. So. We, to not confuse the regular audience with what's happening in the Avengers like universe thing. They're going to have the Avengers universe. They're going to have the Sony Spider-Man like kind of universe where, yeah, there are, you know, it's the characters. And then now that the Marvel has, uh, is owned by Fo- uh, Fox owns Marvel, they're going to be able to have their, the 616, the 615, the 614, basically. I, I'm going to disagree with you on that, That's Paul. That's fine. It's just it's, crazy theory. No, it but, doesn't matter. But for, for a while, they, like, they've been saying Robert Downey Jr. is on his way out of the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're finally going to get that with like the death of a big adventure. And it, it's, it's going to be him. All right. I'm looking forward to seeing him. And I, I am not putting... I think I, I watched the initial trailer. I haven't watched anything else for it. I'm pawling it. I've been pawling mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of movie trailers lately. Wow. Where I just don't I was like, you know what? I got the hint. Boom. Totally Done. cutting it off. Uh so I'm not trying to raise any eyebrows and being like, ooh, is this gonna happen? Could this be the main villain? Is this character dying? I'm not I'm not going in like that. I've I've seen enough, and I'm just going to be pleasantly surprised. I did the same thing with Star Wars. Hmm. Star Wars, mm-hmm. I watched that first trailer, and then boom, didn't didn't hit anything else about that. Like, see I, for me, I, I Star Wars is the one that Star Wars is the one that I had to watch everything for because I like the theory crafting for it. But 
I'm sure I've seen all the Avengers stuff, but after that, in- excuse me, hang up. After that initial trailer, I I already knew I wanted to see it, and anything else I feel is just going to be like a second of additional footage from what I've already seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, the Marvel movies, I don't need. I don't need to like think too deep into them. I those I can just go in and appreciate, I guess. Yeah. But I what I like about the Marvel trailers is that I know they're lying to me with the trailers now. Like because you, Thor had both his eyes. Because yeah, they do that. Well, they, they do. They the, did that even in um, Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. They didn't show you like they didn't show you everything in those trailers yeah. or in those scenes. In the trailer, and they switch it up, and even in Rogue One, they lied to me too. She never sees a Tie Fighter at the end of the thing, but that might have just because of reshoots, the reworkings. But uh, yeah, that's that would be my number one. I'm surprised it's not everybody's number one. John, did you give, well, did you give your number one? I have not. Oh, Chris, were you Paul, I, like? Something? No, Paul. Like I said, I I try to pick movies that I don't think we'll be talking about oh. too much, and luckily I, I, I've had the choice to uh, or the chance to do that with everything. Uh, besides Incredibles 2, Deadpool 2, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Incredibles 2 is my number four. Yeah, that, I think... Solo doesn't even make my top ten. I don't know, I'm, I'm, so I'm looking forward to Solo. I think my top five would include, like, Solo and then um, Incredibles. I, I want to see Solo and also Incredibles with. I'll see Incredibles with my folks. I'll see uh, Solo with my dad because my dad will will walk out of that movie loving it because that's what we do. Uh, I think Predator would be in there for me. Mm. I'm interested to see it. Honorable mention for me. Uh, for me, Predator didn't make my list just because I'll see it eventually, but it'll be one of those like oh, whenever it pops up on Netflix kind of things. But, I mean, it's got Tom Jane in it, but then it also has Olivia Munn, so I. I don't know how schlocky they're going with it. Uh, but also, honorable mention for me is uh, Happy Time Murders, uh, which is, um, it's been rumored for a while, but it's actually finally coming out, which is the Brian Henson movie where puppets and humans live together. Uh, puppets from a from the Happy Time, which was a TV show, are ended up being killed, and it's a human detective and a puppet detective having to work together to solve this uh, serial killer crime. Wait, so you're saying who framed Roger Rabbit? But with puppets. So meet the Peter Jackson movie, meet the... No, it's not. You're totally wrong. Peter Jackson did that movie, though, meet the something with the puppets, right? Meet the Feebles. Meet yeah. the Feebles. But yeah, not that. No, and that's just my that. honorable mention. That's not my number one. That's not your number. Oh, my, my also my uh, honorable mention would be Mission Impossible Fallout because because you like that one and you haven't liked any other one. Ghost, Ghost <laughs> Protocol's so good. I, Ghost Protocol's good. Yeah, that that one. No, and the one after that too. The one done by the guy who did uh, the Incredibles. Uh, yeah, uh, Brad, Bur- Brad Bird. Brad Bird. Brad Bird. The the one that followed it up. Not and as good. You not know, as Incredibles. Good. And also not what? as good. You know what else he did? The Iron Giant. <laughs> Brad Bird. Brad Bird. So good. Uh, but my number one is going to be A Quiet Place. This is a horror thriller. This is directed and starring John Krasinski. Oh. Uh, really? Co-starring his wife, Emily Blunt. 
And this is a family that lives in an isolated existence under silence for the fear of an unknown threat that follows and attacks any sound. Uh, the trailer for this is what... Tremors! It's a sneaker Tremors movie, guys. Uh, awesome. Sign me up. The trailer for this is really... The twist a- is it's Kevin Bacon. It's Kevin Bacon the whole time. <laughs> uh, the twist in the trailer is it's completely silent. Mm-hmm. There's no dialogue through it. Uh, but even in the tra- trailer, you get an amazing amount of suspense. Tension. Um, and it's really seems really, really interesting. And this family is living uh, isolated in this forest. They're walking. They have anywhere they're walking, they've put like sand down. So they're mm-hmm. not making any sound when they're taking steps. And no electricity. But as soon as a sound is made, they have lights everywhere that start flickering and start shining when whatever this monster is that attacks them with sound mm-hmm. is coming after them. And the trailer really blew me away. I'm a horror nut. I love horror movies and you very rarely get something new and interesting. And this is new and interesting. This is something that normally doesn't get made because who's going to go see like almost a silent movie. Right. Does John Krasinski look at the camera at any oh, point? Oh, constantly. Smirk. Uh, yeah, he can't not do that. That's why he wasn't cast as Captain America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just Because he was like, oh, uh, Super Serum? And then he looked at the camera. And they're like, ah, we can't hire you. And he's like, this, oh, you should, I don't know, this should actually hire Chris sounds... Evans. I hear he can grow an amazing beard. <laughs> this sounds really cool. Um, as we've talked, I've opened up the trailer to it in another tab so I can I can watch it because I hadn't heard of this before. Uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, the trailer will blow you away. Also, what, what makes you even more tense is being told that you can't scream. Yeah. You know, it, so it, it, because as, in space, as the audience... No can hear you scream. Well, no, as the audience member, you're, put into, you're kind of putting yourself into that situation. So now the tension even ramps up because you're trying not to make a noise as well. And in a horror movie to alleviate the tension you, you scream like i do on every ride i've ever ride i yell i don't like I this ye- i yell but therefore i am <laughs> and i yell that's a ride of, that's part of the fun paul i i, I try yell to- when i go on something like expedition everest mm-hmm. i don't need to i'm not oh i need to well you know that that's fine because you mm-hmm. you can't like mm-hmm. but now like I yell to express, like, hey, this is fun. This is, I'm echoing off the size of the tunnel that we're going through. Hmm. Sometimes yelling is just, you know, an expression of fun. Yeah. Uh, We, uh, during the turkey trot, we yell when we go, we, like, cheer as we go underneath tunnels, uh, underneath uh, overpasses, because it's fun to have that echo. Yeah. Like, the group goes, ah! As you go underneath the overpass. It's fun. Uh, yeah. So, guys, beer resolutions? Beer resolutions. Paul. Uh, I beer resolution. My beer resolution is a resolution I think we've been trying to tell ourselves we were going to make. And that's uh, one crawler once a month from a local or nearby brewery. One crawler once a month for the show. I think that's good. I think we've been saying that for a while. We've we been have, saying it since November. We have yet to do it. Uh, I started with uh, you, yeah, you, yeah, voodoo. You, you did it with some and voodoo. Then, uh, didn't do it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think that's that's a great 
thing for us because we have a Even lot. Even if we have to cheat and go to like Premiere and get a and get crawler. It. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> definitely us getting more local beers on here, I think is 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 a must. Yeah. Um, and I want more HTP from Voodoo because that was a really good beer. It's, good. it's a it's a beer I'm upset that I forgot to mention last episode. I think us uh, making that trip to Pennsylvania to get to Voodoo more often is a must. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not only when I'm sent down there for work, but yeah. every time I'm sent down there for work. Well, we've been talking for months that there. we need to go for their brunch. Mm-hmm. $5 brunch. $5 brunch. And the stuff looks really good. We've mm-hmm. eaten there. We know what the yeah. food's like. Uh, yeah, I think, I, I, you know what, Paul? I think you said it. You nailed it. That that should be mine as well because wow. it's something that I brought to the table and said we should do. Uh-huh. And then we didn't do. Yeah. So more local beers. It's, it's the 31st of January and we failed already. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm going to have that. And if it's not a crowler, it should be something that is that limited release mm-hmm. from, from our local breweries. Cause we got a lot yeah. that are doing a lot of cool stuff and yeah. we just need to make that extra effort to get out and do it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sacrifice single cuts, but you know, yeah. we got to get, we got to do more. I tell you, I, I'm going to make this promise right here. The next time record, we record... If it's after the 5th of February, I'll have something special from a local brewery. Ooh, nice. I just know that because I'm getting it released in my store, and I'll have it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'll have it. Chris, what's your beer resolution? Beer solution. For the last two years, I've made the new uh, new beer's resolution to finally go out to Florida Beer Company. And for the last two years, I have let myself down on that. Mm. In, the bad, in the battle of man versus beer. I, Beer has won. I I need to do it. Um, it's not too far away. I could do it on my own. I I should. So that's not going to be it because I'm thinking bigger. Mm. It's four hours away, but I really want to go to Funky Buddha. Ooh, Funky Buddha does some great, crazy, big, off the wall, sweet beers. Um, I love their nib smuggler. It's fantastic. Um, I've also had their last snow on the show, which is their like coconut porter. I I want to try to get out there. Um, Florida Beer Company is something I can do like in an afternoon if I need to. Funky Buddha's that's a day trip, like four hours there. I I have to plan that, and Funky Buddha is something that I'm going to plan. Uh, so that's my that's my resolution well here's the thing next time we come down and you know we're going to come down in 2018 next time we come down that's it we do we take that drive we hit florida that's a drive we're just doing that florida Florida beer company and then we hit funky buddha because there's got to be other stuff on the way or on the way back from Mm -hmm. funky buddha and what else the hell what else do we do you know yeah we've been to the parks with you we can go there again. I mean, like, we, we went in for, like, an hour. We hit one ride, and then we left. Yeah. Hey, if we're going to spend that time together anyways, waiting in line, why not just be in a car together? Mm-hmm. We have a good time. We always laugh. Uh, unless like Paul things. drinks too much and then sleeps in the car. Yeah. Which happens. <laughs> it's still enjoyable, guys. I like napping. So I think, I think these are things that we can make. We can help each other stay on task for these mm-hmm. things. Yeah. 
I, I really believe so. And if you want to keep us on task, let us know by uh, commenting rating on... and reviewing us. Rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Uh, or wherever you listen to us, because we're yeah, on Stitcher, multiple things. SoundCloud, uh, Blueberry. Podcast Addict. Po- oh, Podcast Addict. Oh, yeah, uh, Podkicker. Uh, you know, just leave us ratings, leave us reviews. Go find us on the Facebook. Uh, leave a comment on the show notes there. Uh, yeah, all the comments we get on the show notes are just from like spam bots. Yeah, and Chris, I always have to delete them. Chris is putting a lot of hard work on that uh, show notes on the on website. Show notes on the website. Yeah, and producer Scott did a lot of work creating the website. So you know, visit us on the website, which is bagdenboard yeah, we have that. That URL. Yeah, that's a thing. B O R D E. Don't spell it. This B O R E D. Paul's tired, boy. Yeah, he can't. I can't spell. I could never spell. I was horrible at spelling. I hated spelling tests at the end of the week. I hate no. a spelling test too. I'm a I'm a ter- I'm a horrible speller. Yeah. Punctuation. I'm good at it. Punctuation too. Oh, not very good. I couldn't even spell punctuation right now. Ooh, I couldn't spell. I spelled Sauron correctly. I was happy about that. Hey.